0: Hey everyone, before we start the show, I wanted to apologize, we had a little bit of mix up with some audio on Brett's side, so his audio is a little bit wonky, uh, please stick with us, um, great content throughout this episode, but uh, we'll have better audio next week when uh, we get Brett's mic figured out, so we apologize again for the audio on Brett's side this this episode, uh, we jokingly thought to tell you that he was traveling and uh, called in via mobile, but Let's be honest, we just messed up. Thanks for sticking with us, and enjoy the episode.
1: Welcome to the Wannabe Gaming Podcast, episode 10. It's Tuesday, March 19, 2019. I'm Brett Jackson, and joining me as always
0: is Michael Dewey. What's up? Hey. It has been a very, very busy week, and it is only Tuesday. All the news dropped today.
1: I know. I I haven't even thought about games that much this week yet, but yeah, it's only Tuesday. But then with the Google thing earlier today, oh man, a lot of stuff's been on my brain.
0: Yeah. Um, I also want to remind everybody, if you want to follow us on Twitter, that's where we post different videos that we talk about. Um, on this podcast, so if you ever want to see the videos that we're talking about, you can find them on the Twitter. Our Twitter handle is wbgcast, and then if you want to follow myself, Michael Dewey, I am Michael Dewey ninety nine, or you can follow Brett Jackson at IamBrettJackson Jackson on Twitter as well. And also, we want to remind you that if you're listening to us uh, and you're not, you're new, uh, please give us a five star rating or. Um, any sort of rating, really, I guess, at wherever you get your podcasts, it really helps other people find us and interact with us and grow our community. And I also just want to remind everyone, since we have had actually some new followers since, oops, that was bump something. Uh, we've had some new followers since we started this uh, about two months ago. And first off, welcome to anybody who's listening. Welcome. Yes, Welcome. <laughs> um, and we, all, I just want to explain real quick of why we're doing what we're doing, where we came from, uh, how it all started. Cause we haven't done that in a while. Um, so the short version is Brett Jackson and Michael Dewey, myself, uh, we are good friends and know each other since fifth grade or f- further. Um, and Brett's brother, Brian, uh, went to school with us as well. And then we met another friend, Dom in college. And the four of us, we play video games every Friday night and it's kind of been a way for us to stay connected and um, have fun together, even though life has come and we've all gone very separate directions. Um, I'm in Se- I'm in Spokane, Brett's down in Portland area, Brian's down in Arizona, and then Dom recently moved over to the Seattle area for right now. Um, and so, like as you can see, we're all over the, the U.S., and so we end up playing lots of random games, and Brett and I have decided that we like to talk about games. We just don't get a chance to do it very often. And so we thought, why don't we just start a podcast where we talk about games, things that are happening in the industry and kind of just have fun about talking about games because really, truly, that's all we want to be doing really is want to be gaming and hence the name want to be gaming. So anyways, that's a short version of what we are doing, why we're doing it and who we are. So if we ever mentioned Brian, that's Brett's brother, Dom, uh, a friend of ours from college, and then obviously Brett and myself. So the quick question, Brett, for you though, That I want to ask you, because I always love this part. This is my favorite part of the podcast, probably.
1: Yeah, let me have it.
0: Is, would you rather never use the internet again or never watch TV again? And I'm going to lump TV as in Netflix, Hulu, any streamable kind of TV content.
1: Ooh, does but doesn't that need the internet to function?
0: I mean, yes, but nobody anymore has like bunny ears that they really well i mean we do but we don't really watch live tv um so i yeah i I would say the average person really watches their tv quote unquote tv now through like netflix and stuff so but if i choose
1: no internet can i still watch netflix no so so then i would have to choose
0: wait wait wait. you said if you can't if you if i choose no internet no internet
1: do i still have access to streaming channels
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Well, if we're going to take away the other one, we have to let it be provided for the other. So, yes, okay. you'd be able to watch your Netflix and your Hulu, um, but you wouldn't be able to, like, get on the Internet and do anything.
1: Yeah, that's rough. I feel like I'd probably have to choose. Uh, I'd probably need to have the Internet. I feel like there'd be too much utility. Plus, my job requires Internet and our podcast requires Internet. Our Friday night game sessions require the internet I could I could give up TV eventually uh, we don't we don't watch that much stuff um, and technically I guess like does it count if no, I you can't like,
0: torrent things can I go
1: buy like a DVD
0: and watch it <laughs> <laughs> uh, watch it really old school yeah sure sure okay. I would let you be able to do that so you'd, yeah, you'd I will
1: choose the internet and then maybe go to goodwill every few weeks to pick up some mold sitcoms or you know whatever is around uh, yeah we don't we don't watch a lot of tv i mean we watch we watch a lot of like something but it's it's usually like kind of on in the background while i'm like doing other work or like trying to do something else or like my my wife is always reading so sometimes if we're if we have something on she was reading we don't watch a lot of like new shows very often if if we do watch something it's always like a, an old sitcom comedy that we've seen a uh, 200 times
0: uh, Isn't that the just truth? Just like, like background noise. Yeah, like I feel like that's a lot with our generation right now is we, we just have a lot of background noise type shows. We, I mean, we don't, my wife and I, we don't really watch a whole lot of new stuff. The the closest thing that we watch that's new content coming out on regular, and by we, I mean my wife, is The Bachelor. Um, I don't really watch it. Um, I'll sit there once in a while with her and I'll tweet out things about it as kind of mocking slash kind of painful things. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't watch any new shows. I mean, a lot of the ones that have kind of fallen off, like Big Bang, I've stopped watching even. I have, I think I'm like two seasons behind on Big Bang. I'm a few seasons behind on Modern Family. Um, Yeah, I just don't really have time for TV.
1: I feel like I just have, yeah, well, that's part of it for me. I I guess I could have time if I really wanted to. But I think for me, it's more of, there's just so much else that I like want to do that it, I have a way higher bar for TV and movies than I used to, I think. I used to watch everything and, and enjoy it, fine, most of it. But I feel like now it's like, if it's not really good, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to stick with it, especially if it's a TV show. Um, it's got to be really good for me to put in all the time.
0: Yeah. I completely agree. That's that's kind of my thing. So I think we both chose internet, and I think that's a smart choice, especially yeah. with some of the news that we found out today that I think would really, really benefit having internet specifically. Um, so, I mean, we have a number of topics. Like I said, it's a really, really busy day in terms of news. I mean, Apex uh, Battle Pass is coming out. We have Overwatch's new hero Baptiste came out. Uh, we have some information about No Man's Sky. Uh, Battlefield Five, and then the big news is um, Stadia, uh, which is the Google streaming. Google option. So,
1: so yeah, let I me mean, let's take over the planet.
0: Yeah, seriously. When I was watching <sighs> the the highlights of that, that's literally what I thought. I was like, man, Google literally is going to have everything and every part of our life. Yeah, it's um,
1: almost. I I was like, it's weird because I felt like half kind of excited for what they're doing, but almost half like scared of like they're changing (laughs) everything and i like if if they are very successful a lot of what i what we know right now about games is not going to exist in five years but i mean who knows if they will change it in that way but it could happen
0: yeah exactly so i guess we'll start out with like the top but uh, yeah we can talk about some of these other ones first yeah, which is Apex Legends Battle Pass Season One. It's yeah, coming out. We we kind of talked about how we're not really interested in probably participating in the season aspect as much. Um, I think we'll do a little bit just to rank it and see how far we can go. Um, odds are good we won't go very high. Um,
1: yeah, there's a free tier as well. Like if for those who don't put in the money, I I think you get there's a few things you get like one skin, I think uh whatever that is one wild frontier legend skin that's probably just a unique skin for the season yeah Um, you get five apex packs and you get which are just their loot boxes and then you get 18 wild frontier stat trackers those are the free rewards
0: and then for everything else you want to you got to pay yeah so i'm excited about that but i'm most excited for the fact that there's a new hero and that is Octane. Octane's coming out with it. Uh, he lo- released today, I believe it is, um, as well. And just watching kind of some of the videos and clips and stuff, like it's, he looks like a crazy, goofy guy, kind of like uh, Junkrat from Overwatch. And I'm super stoked. Um, I really
1: like the visual style. Seeing more screenshots screenshots of him, like in a few different poses, I, I like it. It looks good.
0: Yeah. I got to admit, this, this might be a little bit... Uh, uh unsuitable for work so if you're listening to work you can um just mute it for a second <laughs> um but i don't know if you saw his some of his animations you know when you have the style card that you can have like a cool animation of an intro for each character he takes his stim uh, his stimulator uh pack which by the way real quick uh, for those who don't know his new abilities he has a stem pack which allows him to move 30 qu- percent quicker but it costs um health he regenerates health when he's not in combat and he has a launch pad. So anyways, his little stem thing is like this c- cylinder, a green cylinder. And they, his little animated intro is he jumps out, takes his stem and sticks it on his forehead like those um, suction cup dildos <laughs> and then shakes it all around and it like flops all <laughs> over the place. I died laughing when I saw that. Um Really, really funny, uh, but definitely not appropriate to hear at work. Um, but anyways, so he's really fast. It seems like he has a lot of his mechanics is a lot about uh, speed and about health regeneration. So my guess is he's a oh, yeah. guy who will run in, take shots, at, leave combat, swing back around, engage, leave. So like he's one of those people who's a constant agitator. Um, so, Yeah that's interesting
1: i yeah it it looks fun i'll try it again once he's in the game uh when we have some time maybe on friday
0: yeah i i put up a twitter poll uh for what we should play on friday because we have i feel like there's two conflicting routes um i mean the two games that we primarily play are apex legends and overwatch right now uh because they're a the most fun and most relevant at the moment and um with the new information with baptiste coming out i feel like we're going to want to play overwatch but also want to play apex we might dabble in both a little bit here and there um i might also jump on in the evening and see if i can grab octane real quick um but yeah super excited about that if you're excited about apex like i am or if you're dying off of that uh high and you're done with apex that's fine too but i'm pretty excited still um because i like new shiny toys um the next thing is, is like we said, uh, Overwatch Baptiste has gone live, and do you want to run through some of his abilities real quick and remind everybody who uh, Baptiste is?
1: I I'm trying to remember. I I'm pulling it up right now, but uh, uh, so he he's a support, right? A healer. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He's, yeah, he's and he su- has. Go ahead. Oh, I'm I'm trying to remember what his alt because I got it confused last time because one of his abilities kind of seems like an alt, but it's not.
0: Yeah, that that's yeah. So you have his um, ultimate uh, or death barrier saver, where it puts out a cylinder and it saves everyone. That's not his ult. That is one of his abilities. So that makes it really interesting for regular fights and making uh, things sustain longer. Uh-huh. Um, he's a burst fire gun. He has a so one side is burst fire. The other side is like a tennis ball healing AOE. So it will like and explode kind of near people. And it seems to do quite a bit of healing when it lands next to people. And then um, after that, he has his ultimate, which is the little targeting screen that you can throw out there, and it amplifies damage going through it.
1: Yeah, that sounds really interesting. I really want to see, I guess... He's on the live server today, right? It's out yeah. of testing. So that's yep. going to be crazy. They haven't had a new guy jump in. Last time I remember it being really weird was when they put Doomfist in. Yes. Uh, just because like we never really play him, but it's just really weird. It it, it makes it really weird if anybody's knows how to play him. <laughs> because you just don't expect his abilities um, going off. So I wonder if this will add some variety
0: Yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting to see because the biggest thing is I don't know what the cooldown is. I don't remember seeing a number on it, and um, I'm sure it's out there, excuse me, is what his cooldown is on that ultimate uh, blocker because if if it's anything like a minute or less, that's going to be a lot of ultimate blocking. Like, it takes forever to get an ultimate that you could pretty much negate all ultimates, it seems like. So...
1: No, yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing that'll be that'll change up what it, however he's gonna play is the cooldowns on those abilities.
0: But I will say his when you toss that device out there, that makes that big circle barrier, yeah. that is destroyable. So like you can focus it down and take it out pretty quickly. Um, so you'll want to make sure you have it placed in the right spot, and it also floats. It's up in the air, oh, if okay. I remember right. So it's like not like you can like have Reinhardt stand on the middle of it and protect it kind of thing. It floats pretty high um, to make that barrier. So
1: I really uh, like the look of his just the generic skin, too. It looks cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he really does. Um, So, yeah, so that's going to be really interesting on Friday to see what we end up playing because there's new content in both of our games that we play. So. My guess is we'll play a little bit of Overwatch because I think that also means they're going to implement the damage changes. And so Junkrat's going to be buffed and everything as well. So it's going to be a brand new Overwatch. um, And I'm kind of excited to jump in and see what that's going to be like. So um, if I had to guess, I would say it's going to be Overwatch we play on Friday. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit? uh,
1: Yeah. We were going to last Friday, but we, we bailed and just played we, Overwatch all night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> because honestly, once you get in a roll on those games, like yeah, you just feels, don't want to change. Yeah, it feels really good. We were doing really well in Overwatch 2. Yeah, I, I think we easily had a 70% win percentage that night. And I don't know why. Like, It's not like we were doing a whole lot different, but yeah. Um, before Anyways. we move
1: on, do you mind yeah. turning your video off? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just don't want to see your face anymore. Uh, no, technic- stop picking your nose, man. I, I wonder. I turned mine right off because I'm wondering we're using Google Hangouts. Peek behind the curtain, and I feel like it might be struggling with bandwidth. So oh, okay. I think Google's pulling some of their stream power over to their new service at the moment. <laughs> um, but anyways, I, I can take the next couple. Uh, yeah. Battlefield Five. I don't have a lot, a ton to say about it. They're they're releasing their battle royale hopefully soon, but I don't know if there's a release date on this, but they've released some footage like a trailer and supposedly they're releasing a gameplay trailer on Thursday, uh, which I'd rather, I'm interested to see that. I hope it's like a long form, like maybe see like a good part of a match or something. Um, it's interesting. I definitely want to try it and see kind of how that game flows because we already play battlefield like, every once in a while and we already know how to play battlefield and i like battlefield yeah Um, but i don't know if it's gonna be enough to pull me off of any of the games that we're playing lately uh i don't know the and plus if it behaves like battlefield like everything's going to be destructible and
0: and there's gonna be um
1: vehicles like tanks yeah tanks all over the place and oh there's even like a little dinky helicopter that i don't know in we, in Black Ops um, Blackout, their Battle Royale, they have vehicles as well. It's not like Battlefield, but it, it every time we've played it, it seems like when you get in a vehicle, you're just like kind of, everybody knows where you are. It's just, you're just a target. It's kind of the same way in PUBG almost as well. Uh, it's really fun, like just to get your group in a big vehicle and go. But I'm wondering if in Battlefield, if it might be more of a, like it more of an advantage than it is in some of those other games. Maybe not cuz you you could still just you'll get rpg down like immediately, but I don't know. Yeah. But at least in this one like if they're hiding somewhere you can just plow through the wall. Uh so yeah, it'll be fun. I want to try it.
0: Yeah. No, I I think it's going to be good. And it also really depends on when Dom gets uh, a good internet again and he can come back and play Friday nights.
1: Yeah, well, because that's the thing with Apex not allowing four people it's like maybe that will be... That's the only one that we all will have that's a battle royale that we could actually play with the whole group. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we'll end up doing that by default for a little bit if we want that type of experience. Yeah. Um, anyways, the last little item I had was uh No Man's Sky. This isn't uh, super new. It was on the 15th, so uh, last week or over the weekend or something. But... Um, So No Man's Sky, I was talking to you a little bit earlier. It's for anybody that doesn't know. I don't know how popular it did on Xbox because it released on PlayStation exclusively years ago and kind of tanked pretty hard because they oversold a lot of what was actually in the game. Um, And it was supposed to be, you know, kind of like this space simulator game, kind of uh, Minecraft-esque in certain ways with like survival and... Building and exploration and that type of stuff But it just wasn't there wasn't that much in it at launch I think and that and they promised a lot that wasn't in at launch and the marketing was way overblown So it kind of tanked really hard and but a few years later It came to Xbox with a bunch of patches that had already been done and the a big patch that was like launching alongside the Xbox version and Mm. so I got it towards that launch and played, I don't know, maybe 10 hours of it, and I I absolutely love it. Um, it's not something that I don't know if I could, you know, play for hundreds and hundreds of hours, at least by myself, but it's so it's so interesting because it scratches the same kind of itch that I get from, like, when we used to play Minecraft, of being able to, you know, build and kind of craft things and explore and a little bit of survival, but not too heavy. But More
0: sandboxy.
1: Yeah but there's way more emphasis on exploration than minecraft has and it's way more fun <laughs> at least to me than minecraft because the planets in the worlds usually look like really awesome uh and it's really fun to just fly around to new planets and see like it's all randomly generated so you you never know what, what one's going to look like or what biome it's going to be or what kind of animals they're going to be on the planet Oh, that's cool. Uh, so it's just really interesting to try. A lot of them are crap, like, and you can kind of, as you upgrade your ship, you know, you get scanners, and you can kind of see, like, before you even get there. Oh, this planet is like all poison, so maybe I don't want to go there. Um, but yeah, it's it's really interesting. I always thought it would be fun to play with a group of us, even if it's it's not really made at least in this state for, you know, it's there's not like a huge multiplayer experience. It's mainly just like we can all be together just kind of doing the same thing at the same time yeah but the new update that they announced they didn't really go into too much detail but it's supposedly going to be the next huge update and a lot of it said was focused around online multiplayer to a larger scale uh Hmm. so it almost sounds like they're trying to ramp up like maybe to feel a little bit like sort of an mmo where there's like tons of people around uh that you can kind of get in an environment with. And I'm, I'm not sure if there'll be a ton of content around that or not, but it, it just reminded me of No Man's Sky. And if it goes on sale digitally, I want to pick it up so that we can both try it.
0: Yeah, that'd be crazy. Awesome. Um, do you know when you travel between planets, Is it one of those like warping systems? So it's like quick transportation to that or can, is it like you actually fly through space and it takes five minutes to get to a planet?
1: It's kind of like if, yeah, I don't know. You probably haven't played like elite dangerous either or Mm -mm. uh, elite dangerous is way more simulation focused, which I, I have, I've tried that as well for a decent amount of time and it's too much for me. It's too much simulation, but it, it behaves the same way. Like it's, if you don't use your warp drive, It'll take you, you know, hours and hours to get through to the next planet because there's actual space there that you Mm. travel through, but you can use your, you know, your, your boosters or your warp speed to accelerate the speed you're going. But it's not like clicking on another planet and going through a a fake warp loading screen. It's actually like you are actually going super fast and you have to point in a direction kind of a thing. Um, so it's actually taking up space in the actual world and loading you know random randomly generated stuff as you go throughout the world um but yeah it's it's all seamless like there's no loading screens at all you can go to new planets and then like fly down to the surface and then like land and get out of your ship and go explore and get back in and take off and it's all it's all seamless and there's like man there's so much about that game um there's spaceports as well that like huge spaceports that where you can go and like dock in them that's all seamless and you can get uh i barely touched the surface of this when i was playing but you can get like your own capital ships that you can have like as part of a fleet and get like different freighters and fighters and you can build inside that as well and get like task force guys that go out on missions and it, there's so much in that game that i don't know like really if it's i don't i don't know you a lot of what it's for because i didn't play enough to understand a lot of the systems
0: <laughs> yeah but that sounds really interesting
1: yeah it, it's i feel like you might be interested in that type of thing just because it, it reminds me of some of those older like old school types almost like star wars games or like where you just have to manage a lot of things and it's you it, but there's a lot of exploration which makes it fun but yeah, yeah, we'll have to try it whenever it goes on sale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's all I had to say about No Man's Sky. But I don't know if I can recommend it. I haven't played it enough. But sometime when we play it, maybe then we can talk about it.
0: When is the potential release of the that they're talking about for this update? Or because No Man's Sky is currently out, but this update when is when are they expecting it to be released?
1: Correct, and it's been out for at least on Xbox for I don't know, maybe about a year um i'm trying to look up to see if they have a date on this or not i almost don't think they have a date i think they might have said 2019 um, okay and i doubt they would have announced it um if it wasn't going to come out this year (laughs) because they've they've been like pretty careful about that kind of stuff because of how terrible their game did at launch but all the updates that that have they've put into the game since and have all been free and there's no microtransactions like it so they've I think they sold maybe a lot of copies uh, and probably made it a decent amount of money and their team is really small uh, so I, I have a feeling they, they're just trying to make good with their audience <laughs> still mm. uh, but, yeah. but I don't know I only played it like on the Xbox launch and I was I had nothing bad to say about it I was really impressed um, but yeah so that's something we'll have to look at Uh, going forward as they tell us more about that
0: okay so uh, I want to talk take a quick break real quick and point out some three awesome people on Twitter uh, with some awesome clips uh, as we normally do for our Twitter shout out moment Um, if you are interested in being part of our Twitter shout out moment be sure to be posting videos on Twitter about your gaming experiences and if we retweet them there's a good chance we might talk about them uh, for a little bit on the show. There are three people who have some really awesome uh, videos. One of them it, we're not going to listen to or watch while we're talking about it because it's actually a two-minute long video. And I don't really think people want to listen to us react to a video for two minutes. But <laughs> um, this one is by Get N Brains GetNBrainsTTV. And um, it is a Apex Legends – clip where this guy literally keeps escaping Um, he gets down to like no health, no shields escapes, recharges comes back in, takes out one person, almost dies, escapes again, and he just keeps doing that over and over until he actually wins the game, and so it was actually very, very impressive Um, we've already retweeted it, so go check it out, Um, it's on our Twitter timeline and number two Is uh, standing fast 85 and the reason why i selected this guy is not because the clip was overly uh, epic or awesome but mainly because what he said in his caption and because i love it um he pretty much attached a tnt to the side of his jeep and drove it towards a tank jumped out detonated it like a car bomb kind of a thing and his caption is, yay, it's like Battlefield 4 again. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, that's so what I remember that
1: was like, it was, uh, did you ever play Battlefield 4 in the days where like people would camp the spawn? Mm-mm. It, well, we, me and Brian used to play this a lot, but people would, that's why they. it's different now. But people used to just camp their own team with TNT on like the Jeeps or the bikes uh, and they place it all over the tires. And then as soon as one of your teammates gets on one of those bikes, you just wait for them to start moving. And then you blow the TNT and they just fly all over the map. <laughs> uh, and this reminded me a little bit of that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it was it was pretty fun. Um, and I mean, the truth is, it was pretty skillful as well to be able to drive the tank, jump out, blow it all at the same time. Um, and then the last guy is actually doesn't need a shout out whatsoever. He has plenty of followers already. Um, but it's ML, ooh, ML7OW. ML He's one of the top support players on Overwatch. Um, I think he's a professional player. So, um, we, I've, again, I've already retweeted all the other two and I've retweeted this guy as well. Uh, but this shows a really awesome way on how to use Baptiste. And so if you're interested on some of the mechanics and how... To play support and how to play Baptiste, this guy showed a short clip on how to handle everything. Um, And the short version of all Baptiste clips I'm noticing is (laughs) high ground. You got to be the high ground um, in order to be Baptiste because he – his advantage is being able to see the entire – Uh, battlefield and what's going on and be able to react to it and so all the clips i've seen with this guy is he's on the high ground constantly so um so yeah those are the three people we're giving a shout outs this time again it is getting brains ttv standing fast 85 and ml 7 O W. w so the other thing the big news that we want to talk about is stadia which is if you haven't heard of stadia well, you didn't watch the Google <laughs> announcement and you probably haven't paying attention to most things. It's actually a pretty big deal. Um, I think it's good to potentially change how people video game in the big picture. Um, the short version of it is it is a central streaming device where, or not a device, a central streaming location where you can jump in and play any video game that they have on their servers. Um, without any issue of your own bandwidth so you can stream a high graphical game on a piece of crap computer and have no issues whatsoever Um, this is what they're saying at least and then you can stream it on literally any device so you can go from playing on your pc then your mom kicks you off your pc you go to your tablet and you can play it on your tablet and then mom kicks you off your tablet you can go to your phone Stream it on your phone. Mom kicks you off your phone. You can go to your TV as long as it has a Chromecast um, attached to it and play on your TV. So literally anything that has a screen, you can be playing your video games on now. There's no need for a console. There's no need for anything. Everything is completely, all the the, um, graphic juice, everything is housed on Google's side. Um, Do you remember what the exact, it was like 10 kajigawatts or whatever the (laughs) kajigawatts
1: was? I believe the number was 10.7 teraflops. Teraflops. Um, That's it. It still sounds like a made up word. Um, (laughs) But yeah, 10.7 teraflops. I believe the the Xbox One X is around six or six point something. The PS4 Pro is, I want to say four to five uh it basically their number was like hey it's it's if you put a ps4 pro and an xbox one together it's still more than that i don't know it's a lot of power but yeah i and i don't even know like they also there was a line in there uh he didn't go too much into it but like saying you know you can also do multiple gpus they did a demo video of like here's how good water looks, uh, with multiple GPUs versus one GPU. And I, I don't, I couldn't really tell, like it looked brighter, but I, I don't, I didn't really know what I was looking at. Um, so, and, oh. and I was watching it on my phone. So I, it was really small.
0: Um, oh, okay. I was watching on my computer at that point and, uh, imagine water without any sort of dynamic to it of mist or separation, a solid liquid. Um, that's what one processor looked like The water was very, uh, cylindrical. Um, it was still somewhat water. It was very, it obviously looked like graphics, but then when you use multiple processors, it was like a waterfall where there's, you saw every droplet and mist that came off of the water. Um, it was, it was pretty substantial Substantial. difference between.
1: And I mean, they quoted like, you know, that's one of the hardest things to, to render, uh, it takes a ton of power and so but i guess my question on that even with the single you know a single box with the 10.7 teraflops or whatever and whatever other hardware they have in it i mean they i can't remember the specifics but i mean they have fast like server grade ssds and um i think it was like 16 gigs of ram or so it's 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 a lot it's really high spec compared to anything like that's out in current consoles uh or will probably even be in the next generation consoles, assuming they're traditional consoles. Um, but I guess my question was like, who's. They didn't talk at all about monetization. So it, it's like, who's going to pay for what part yeah. of it? And like, what if. They talked a lot about like hyping up developers, of like, you know, we want to make it so if a developer wants to make a game that, you know, looks real or like looks like way better than anything we have access to right now like they can do that but then who who pays for the four extra server boxes like does the developer pay for that because their game needs it or does is google covering that like at least in the short term because they want people to pay for their service uh, I they didn't really talk about any of that but it's like obviously it's just weird it's a weird thing to t- to have to talk about and there's not been any systems in place like this yet so i i guess the developers would probably have to pay i don't know
0: yeah i don't know if they're, they'll talk much about the monetization on this solely because it seemed like this announcement was primarily for developers it really wasn't yeah. as much for the consumer like us um because yeah they they focus so much on the fact that as a developer you can make whatever game you want to make and it will still work no matter who the person is or where they live, and that has been a big handicap for a lot of gamer like game developers. Is the fact that most people don't have the top of the line gaming unit um, or have the best internet in the world? Like they're not all with the you know uh, terabyte in. Uh, the Google fiber optics, you know, and stuff. And so some people might be out in the middle of the boonies and they may not be able to stream full HD, uh, 4k resolution, high quality of what the people, the creators intended for the game. Yeah. And so
1: I think it's weird because it's going to become more about like network management instead of testing for different specs. (laughs) Uh, yes, which is so weird, but like, Essentially, because they said, like, you know, it's one code base on the Google Cloud or wherever it is, and that'll go to any device. But then I would imagine the devs will probably just have to be like, maybe Google Cloud probably already has uh, simulated, like, terrible internet environments to put your game through to see, like, you know, is resolution scaling enough? Like, what what do we need to cut back on? I don't know how, how all that will work, but...
0: Yeah, by the way, more specs. Um, I just popped it up real quick just to look at it. Um, That each server, Stadia server, is going to contain 86 processors running at 2.7 gigahertz, uh, 16 gigabytes of RAM, and the most important custom uh, AMD GPU capable of 10.7 teraflops. So, and what's also interesting, it's going to be running on Linux, not Windows. Um, Yes, Linux and
1: Vulkan, I think, uh, is what they're running on, and...
0: I mean, Unreal. It's, Unreal. T- um, it's funny because uh, when
1: they announced, like, they had all their pauses when they were announcing like platforms that they were working with, and when they said Linux and Vulkan, like, they paused and like it was just silent. It was dead. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Not that that's a bad platform. I just nobody really like. It. I mean, I'm sure people in that audience, because GDC, they know what it is, but uh, it's just like that's not a buzzword really <laughs> in the industry. Yeah. But and I mean, they have support for Unity. They have support for Unreal. They have support for. I forget what it was, but another like rendering engine or something, and then there was a bunch more that they showed on a big screen of logos and stuff too. Um, so they're they're making a push for it.
0: Yeah, and one of the other things that's really cool about the specs we talked a little about how um, you could play the games at their high end um, and not have any sort of drop off in latency or lag. Yeah, they're also claiming that you'll be able to play the games in four K. With a non-drop-off of 60 frames per second, which um, to give reference, the Xbox is is a, is a 60 frame per second game, you know, and I don't think PlayStation, does PlayStation go higher?
1: No, 60, 60 FPS is the cap. That's that's mainly, for consoles. well, for power, for sure, because they're not really that powerful to go above that, but also for TVs, like uh, a lot of TVs are capped at 60 as well, so I, yeah, I don't know if you would want to go. I don't see them targeting anything above sixty, like because it, it just wouldn't make sense for the mainstream and the screens that they actually have. Like nobody, ninety percent, ninety-five percent of people aren't going to have screens that can go up above that refresh rate anyway.
0: Yeah, they did mention though that they eventually want to get the game streaming at eight K and at one hundred and twenty frames per second. So yeah,
1: when at the point when eight K is like in the mainstream who knows, you know, maybe, maybe 120, maybe 144, maybe some of those higher frame rates will have caught on by then. Uh, Yeah. And, and I can see that happening. It's just that right now it's probably not 4k 60 is probably the, like the high benchmark that a lot of people actually probably have. Um, And even at this point, the Xbox and PlayStation four, I, I think there's some games that do 4k 60, but it's not like triple a, it's like rocket league. (laughs) because uh, because yeah. they don't need you know they're they're at 4k but they don't have a ton of like high super high quality assets to push out uh and they need 60 fps obviously but um there's not a lot of triple a that can do 4k 60. it's usually you have to choose between 4k 30 or 1080p 60 or somewhere in the middle or uh they usually don't word it like that they usually word it at least on the xbox side it's like performance mode or Frame rate mode or something like that
0: yeah um so we'll kind of jump around a little bit in terms of some of the features that they announced and talked about yeah um there's some that are real short just pretty much announcing it and we're good to go and then there's some that we can go a little bit further in depth with um some things that were kind of interesting is they talked to, again primarily developers on how they can create games and they have a really awesome style transfer of ability um, it seemed very very much like they were trying to imply that this was going to be like an open source gaming area where anybody can create their own game. I, I don't know if I really got that, but it seemed like that. And they, they pretty much were saying, yeah, you can just take any sort of picture that you want as your style or theme, put it in, and it will automatically render the entire game in that theme. So they did like the Starry Night um, and made the entire game themed around the starry night painting. Um, They also did one that did not think they said it was their favorite, but I was like, when they said it was their favorite, I was expecting it to be a lot cooler. It was actually kind of lame. It was the Pac-Man theme. Did you see that one?
1: Yeah. And it was like, you couldn't even tell anymore. Like it didn't apply (laughs) very well. (laughs) I, I honestly thought that that demo was probably the least impressive out of a lot of the stuff they showed. But I think I took it as at least for what they showed I could see the use case being like if a especially smaller devs or really anybody who have like a lot of different like design ideas for like art style and color palettes and like different things, instead of having to like make a ton of different prototype stuff, like they can just make the gameplay prototype and then, you know, draw up some different art styles or, and just, just mess around with that to be able to like iterate really, really quickly. And then, Obviously, if they choose one, they're going to have to dig in there and polish it up. Um, but I think for at the yeah. early stages, when you're trying to figure out a lot of that stuff, it seems like that's what they're going for. I mean, they used the words machine learning a lot in that section. So maybe down the line, it will become more elaborate uh, than what they showed. But
0: Yeah. So another thing is what they call the state share. Yeah. Um, Where you can instantly – there's a button on the controller, which by the way, I want to go over the controller as well in a little bit. Um, But there's a button on the controller now where you can push it and it will instantly share what you're doing. They only demoed screenshots though, which was odd to me. I don't know if they plan to do short clips like Xbox does um, because if it's only stills, that's really lame and completely worthless in my opinion.
1: And I think I know more about this one. A little bit because they went into detail and I, I I looked this one up because I was really I guess like kind of just confused about like, wait, what? <laughs> like this seems really strange but kinda awesome. Something I don't know if I would use it, but it's like basically one of the demos that they showed was like let's say I have, you know, a speed run platformer game and I'm at a really hard level. And I'm at a good spot where I just like, Oh, I'm like, this is an awesome spot. And I can't believe I just beat this or like, it's really hard. So I want somebody else to try it. So I can essentially like, just, I don't know, maybe click share on my, whatever device I'm on, on my Android phone. (laughs) And then it'll, it'll make me like a hyperlink that I can send to anybody. Like maybe I posted a hyperlink on Twitter and then anybody else can just click that link and they'll instantly get to the, go to the, screen where they can boot up the game in that exact state so like it'll be the same level where i'm at the same items in their backpack if they're if it's that type of game the same like the same save state in the same game immediately just from clicking a link so it's it's really strange to think about like but when you think about you know the types of games and the types of things that people share now it it starts to make a little bit more sense maybe not for all games but it's like there was already a guy that was up there from i forget what company q base or q something but he was talking about like how they're already making a game kind of designed around this idea of being able to you know have people go over this content over and over but also be able to like say like hey i'm right here i want people to try this moment exactly like if you're in a horror game and you're about to get a jump scare you could say like uh i'm gonna clip it right here and share this and send this to all my followers so they can experience the same thing. It's just bizarre. Um, And I don't know exactly how it works in terms of like, does uh, everybody has to own the game also probably like, cause that's not going to be legal. (laughs) Uh, Or maybe, you know, they didn't say anything about, again, this was targeted towards developers. So it's like, maybe this is a subscription service like game pass. And then it would make more sense because then it's like, oh it could be any game on their service and you know then you'll just send it out and whoever subscribed to that service could try it no matter what game it is but i don't know there's a lot up in the air about what will happen with that because there there's some big name games that they're showing off on stage and it's going to be weird if like if all those were part of subscription it doesn't seem like they would be
0: yeah i mean they they d- demoed well they did demo but they talked about doom and they talked about assassin's creed Um, they had quite a few big names out there kind of thing that made me kind of wonder the same kind of questions of, of if that was going to work. Um, so yeah, I saw that, that's that state share video where you can kind of also share it with people and they can have this, uh, shared experience is kind of what they were talking about, a relivable experience. And it seemed really interesting, but at the same time, I mean, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I'm not really, yeah, I don't know if I'd use it. I don't know if I would um if i'm wanting to play a game i don't know if i would want to go and immediately compete with somebody i mean maybe if i was going up against the the best of the best i would want to but But outside of that
1: think about it like don't even think about it in terms of competition like i mean obviously that's probably going to be a huge part of what especially games made around that idea are going to be is like speed running games and competitive games but what if what if you know like A single-player game there's like this awesome moment uh, that's like maybe a minute maybe it's like this awesome action moment or like the end of a boss fight or this crazy scary moment that you didn't realize was coming and you can just link that now and like then you can play that minute through and be like wow that was instead of watching it on like a Twitter video and seeing like wow that was a cool video you can just play it for a minute and be like wow that was awesome and but you can actually control it
0: spoilers oh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well,
1: and I, yeah, again, I don't even, even that, like knowing that it's pretty cool. I don't think it's something that I would really use that much, but I could see if I'm subscribed to the service and see, like, I, I'd i probably click on a few <laughs> and see, like, I don't, I don't know. It seems it's really weird and it's who knows, like how it's going to take off and in what ways people will use it. Um, but it's a really interesting idea.
0: Yeah. The, another one that I thought was really interesting um, is the fact that you can jump in now with people that are streaming on YouTube. So all those people who have a channel that it has dedicated followers and everything and they're getting on and playing their game, you can now jump in line to play with them if the YouTube person has said has opened it up to be uh, to play with other people. So it's almost like it's a, its own group finding system, but with celebrities, I guess you could say um kind of breaking down that barrier of um being able to play with people who are really really good and stuff versus um you know your the friends that you're stuck with <laughs> um yeah mm-hmm. so so I think that's a really interesting idea I don't know how many people would want to do that though um I think that it would be much more valuable for the developer/content slash creator if they allowed a buy-in to get in line so you know you pay three dollars to be able to stand in line and oh play. you know there's going to be that yeah to be able to play with you know ninja and ninja would probably be more than three dollars but um you would pay to be able to play with somebody and um if you missed your spot you probably either lost your money or you um don't have to pay i don't know how they'd work it out but i could see that being a monetization for developers and for content creators in which that would be really really interesting to boost our, uh, you know for our own purpose thing for wannabe gaming to make us want to have more of a presence on youtube and stream our stuff um to potentially have that opportunity but i don't know it's it's also makes that awkward moment of just playing with strangers you know i don't don't know if i would (laughs) want to do that all the time
1: i guess i only really saw this as at least in the demo they showed which was like just an nba you know Two K nineteen or something game, and it's like, hey, you're third in the queue. Okay, wait, you're second, you're first. Okay, now you're in the game. Now you can play. And I, I see it like, oh, that'd be really cool for a really small creator with a small audience um, that they wanted to interact with. But it's like for, for any of the big guys, like, yeah, unless you charge charge like significant amounts for it like what is it going to be like you're 50,000th in the queue like come back in <laughs> three days and then join PewDiePie like I I just don't see they didn't really go into it at all so but yeah I, I immediately thought like oh they'll probably have you pay money for it <laughs> um, yep. which is kind of you know gross but I mean I for small creators though like you said even for us if we got to the point where we were live streaming and there's you know like 100 200 people on the stream uh then i could see it being like oh cool we can get a few people in here um or maybe for the games like like a battle royale game you host a private server with 100 people then then it becomes a little bit different because there's way more spots but that's true yeah i so there's there's scenarios where i could see it being useful but the scenario that they showed was not one of them
0: (laughs) yeah and that speaking of battle royals, they, they continually talked about how they have so much power that they, we potentially could have battle royales with like a hundred people in a them thousand. or more or a thousand. <laughs> yeah. And my thought was like, that's going to be a number of things. A, a freaking huge map and take forever for a battle royale. Nope. Nope. Don't want it. Or two – you're just going to be jumping down. Yeah, like There's going to be a lot of punching.
1: Person, battle royale. I don't even know. Like, yeah. What do you, do you make the map bigger or is it just this giant massacre? <laughs> uh, I hope yeah, they big, should just. Make, I, I could see that idea being really fun to do, like not serious games with, like just really silly ideas. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I don't see the battle royale was a terrible example for a real good use case of a thousand players <laughs> at the same time. Um, like I could see it, that tech being useful yeah. if they can get that many people into it. Like maybe we can get back into like some different type of like golden age of like massively multiplayer games. Maybe not the way they used to be, but where you're actually on the same server with everybody at the same time. Which, that is interesting to me, but not in the concept of a battle royale.
0: So, I, I did think of an interesting game idea um, when they were talking about how you could have this massive world and stuff. And, I mean, even then, you don't need to necessarily need this many people. But I was like, if you could have, say, a thousand people in Paris, France, right? And it is a stealth game where, similar to Assassin's Creed, and the point is you don't want to find people, or if you do you have to try to eliminate them quickly and quietly. I think that'd be kind of a fun game if you knew there was a thousand people out there hiding like you. there could be a lot of jump moments
1: yeah yeah maybe maybe it would work if they kind of change up the the flow of the game a little bit from where it is now yeah uh, which that's there have there haven't been like almost any variations on the Battle royale yeah uh, so it's probably there's plenty of ideas probably that have not been created yet.
0: Um, so the last few things about it that they kind of talked about, um, just to talk about the announcement parts and then we'll kind of give our final thoughts about what we think of Stadia is they have, they've now opened a new, uh, studio. It's, uh, Stadia games and entertainment. So it's their own version of their own gaming studio to develop games. It looks like, um, they didn't specify how many campuses or it seems like just one at the moment. They didn't specify yeah, if they're actually working on any games, I guess, right now. They just had the, the lead person, Jade, I think is her name, come out. Yeah, Jade Raymond. Um, and talk a little about what she, her vision is. And to be honest, her, her speech was kind of a nothing burger, in my opinion. <laughs> She's kind of weird. Yeah. I,
1: I hadn't seen her in person before. I've just seen her name like in articles, but I, she is not – who I thought
0: she was in <laughs> <laughs> Um, But yeah, she, she came out there and pretty much was like, yeah, when I was a kid, I liked to play these games. And that's really what got me interested in it. And I'm just so excited to be able to lead a company now because I liked games too. And I want to make games really awesome again. So I'm going to make games awesome again. That was it. <laughs> and I'm like, Wait, okay.
1: With a thousand <laughs> battle royalers.
0: With a thousand people in a battle royale Brought game. to you by
1: Google.
0: Yes. Well, in
1: Speedia. Or Stevia. Splenda. <laughs> I.
0: <laughs> Stadia. Let's go play on Splenda. It's. sweet. I immediately.
1: That's when they first announced it. I did. I don't really like the name. I, it did sound like a sweetener, or like a, either like a sweetener, a cross between a sweetener and a, like
0: a medication commercial. <laughs> do you have uh <laughs> never mind i've already had my i've already had my one not suitable for work moment i probably shouldn't have two <laughs> yeah
1: that's okay um, yeah, but i think you know where name, i was going
0: but... where we'd be sitting out in a tub holding hands not us necessarily but an old peep couple
1: <laughs> but if that is, if that does sound like you stadia stadia an alternative medication
0: So, so anyways, as a whole, I would say I'm pretty excited about this opportunity. I think it's going to change the video game world. Um, I like the idea of it being able to be streamable off of any platform, anywhere, any device. I like the fact that you can play it on crappy computers and you don't need to buy a top end the line computer. Um, and so those are, Oh, one more area I want to talk about real quick is the controller. The controller looks like I'm not going to like it. Um, yeah. They they did say that you'd be able to play any wireless um, controller on, like, a, a PC or um, a tablet. But if you wanted to be able to play on your TV, you had to use their specific controller. And the controller looks kind of like an Xbox One controller, um, but it looks like one of those off-brand Xbox One controllers that you'd buy for, like, $10. Yeah,
1: it doesn't have the offset sticks uh, yep. for one, and it it's kind of, like... Extra wide. It seems like yeah. it seems like there's too much space in the middle. Um, yeah, exactly. Maybe it's maybe it's like different in person, but uh, yeah, it looks kind of wonky, and the D-pad looks terrible. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I will see, I guess. But yeah, like they said, you can use anything. It's just that for the TV, like you said, it's it's a Chromecast is their solution for the TV, and Chromecast doesn't have any hardware in it that accepts like a, a controller, so they have that's like probably most of the reason why they created this controller is because of Chromecast and them not wanting to like also make a, a new streaming device just for games
0: yeah yeah no I completely the, agree
1: the cool thing though about it that I it's like it's weird I don't know how much of a difference this makes but with that controller specifically um, in the demo that they did like really quick he the guy that was up on stage kind of had one controller. And he was playing on I think like a Pixelbook or something, like a laptop. And then he immediately like went over to a phone and just resumed playing the same game, same state, like right there on the phone, with the same controller. Then he switched to uh, like a tablet and then he switched to a TV and then like just one after the other with the same controller, just kind of tapping once. I'm sure some of it was canned, but the controller is wireless but it connects wirelessly directly to the data center to the client that the game is being hosted on it doesn't connect to your device yeah that Um, that which is which is interesting because i feel like that maybe is potential for maybe removing a little bit of latency i'm not sure but it at least uh could could provide the experience that they demoed on stage which is like oh i can go from device to device without having to resync all my stuff because my control is connected to my game, not to my phone.
0: Yeah. And I would, that's cool. I would say during the demo of that, um, it didn't look canned for the first three things. And then at the end, when it was on the very last one with the TV and maybe it's just because they didn't zoom into the guy's hand and do like a split screen to see that he was moving the sticks and the character the certain way. He just stood there still that it made me feel like, is this canned? Is this really, really that seamless? Cause it seemed too seamless, um, of, of a situation, but Hey, if that, if that works, then that's a positive in terms of the controller, uh, connectivity, but the ergonomic feasibility of the controller looked a little rough. So, um, yeah, not too excited about the controller, to be honest. Um,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, me neither. I think I, would if, my ultimate solution, if if this ends up being a service that I would subscribe to, is probably just to use an Xbox One controller. So, and I mean they advertised it as supporting that, so obviously it's probably
0: minus the TV though.
1: yeah, minus, minus the yeah, that's true. Minus the TV, that's that's gonna suck because that's I where guess, I want to play it. I I don't know though. Like for me, it really depends on where the service goes because right now. I imagine that they're not going to have a ton of games uh, on this platform. If they do get, you know, a decent library, I imagine it being more like Game Pass where they have like a few games from different companies. They don't have everything. They have a little bit of first party maybe from their new studio, at least for the first couple of years. And in that type of scenario, I don't know if I care too much about it. Maybe, maybe they're not targeting it at me like a, like a more hardcore type gamer at first. Maybe it's targeted more at the general audience, but I, I only see it being really, oh, that'd be cool. I might pick that up if I can like play it on my phone <laughs> uh, or like go play up in bed. But I don't know when I'm at my TV, it's like, ah, eh, just play my regular console. But it's, it's going to matter. The games I think are going to be what's going to decide it for me.
0: Agreed. Same. And I
1: don't see them being on the... Man, it's gonna be a long road for them. I mean, it's Google, so they have like pretty much unlimited money to throw at whoever they can throw it at. But at the same time, it still takes a lot of time to make those developers on board and I would imagine a lot of developers like in the first starting phase will like, you know, let's put one of our games on their platform and see how it does, or that type of thing, maybe. And then I, I don't know, and like yeah, they don't they're not gonna have that much, if any, first party for a while, at least not AAA quality. Uh, so I don't know. I I'm excited, but I'm also terrified.
0: Did you also get their quick little um, like caveat to to squelch the the worries of cross play? Because they said that regardless if you're playing on PC or if you're playing on Chromecast or if you're cl- playing anywhere. Um, no cheating. There's no cheating, and I guess to a certain extent that's true because the game isn't on your actual server. Yeah, there's no like
1: exe. There's no way to
0: manipulate for it for you
1: to manipulate the files. Like the only maybe potentially like interfering with the experience I could see is like controller hacking, but like trying to manipulate like how many how fast you can press the buttons or like but that's kind of a bit of a stretch. I don't know if that's a really big deal. <laughs>
0: Um, well, I could see the cheating in the sense where because it's so quick and easy to get into a specific game, to be able to flood that. Oh, like
1: DDoS the game? With... Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, well, not as a DDoS, but like if you just go and create 10 Gmail accounts, so you have three different Google Chrome accounts. Granted, again, you have to probably pay for this service, so we don't know what that price, gap is going to be, or price point is going to be. But cheaters pay tons of money for this stuff anyway where they could potentially um, make their entire team on the opposite team and you could come in and roll and not – and it would just be standing around people, right? If it was a first-person shooter – you could have somebody come in and just take as many spots as possible with their ro- rogue or dummy. Oh what yeah, so you're saying
1: because like it's and... easier to do that with like five iterations of Chrome than like five Xbox Ones.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, exactly. I see your point. Uh, maybe because all you have to have is like a crappy cell phone that has internet and your account too, and you can just flood it with with. with yeah, yeah, and I wonder with all this I wonder want. if
1: they have like any. I wonder if they thought about. I'm sure they've thought about it. I wonder like if they have any solutions in place for like IPs or you know like certain amount of connections from a network or anything like that. But obviously, yeah. they they another demo they showed was like local split screen, which I thought was really interesting. Oh and, yeah. Like, Essentially, local split screen is a thing, again, Like, except none of my friends are here, so it can't be for me. But <laughs> uh, but it's like, essentially, local split screen has kind of died out in the AAA because the consoles are not p- powerful enough to render two side-by-side versions of the game at the same time. So nobody puts it in their games hardly anymore. But with Google uh, Stadia, now you can just like, oh, player one connects to one Google cloud server and then player two is connected to a different one. So they're coming in split screen side by side on TV, but that's technically two different, uh, server boxes, both fully oh. powered. So like you could get four people and it's, it's not limiting the experience based on not being enough power. Cause you can just have each person has their own connection to their own servers. Uh, that sounds really complicated, but, um, I'm sure they'll figure <laughs> it out. I, I, they're, they seem really confident uh, and I don't think that they would have presented it like this exactly if they weren't at least confident that it was going to work that the technology w- was going to work um, yeah. so it, I kind of think that they probably at least know that you know our tech is there and I mean I, I tried the beta back in October and even that was like really impressive so I, I don't know I think it's everything around the tech that uh, is going to kind of explore it for me like at least explain more of what they're going to do and if it's going to be something that like i'm at all interested in or if it's going to rip the market apart
0: uh yeah because i mean that's a, that's the a side we haven't really talked about yet is what do you think this is going to do to xbox and playstation and nintendo yeah um I mean you have Xbox and Nintendo who are kind of pairing up and joining forces kind of right now sort of a little bit they're flirting with it and um you know PlayStation continually touts that the best experience is when you're on PlayStation you don't need anything else or anybody else and so it's all about us so I mean and it, it, a lot of it's going to come down to what games they have I mean yeah, we definitely sure. 100% going to that's going to be a thing and so potentially Xbox, PlayStation. If they want to beat this, they're going to may- need to make sure that they don't get any good games or any really, really top of the line games on their s- platform. Um,
1: or they're going to have to do. Yeah. They're going to have to have the exact same type of solution ready to go um, within the next yep. couple years. Because if they wait too long, uh, I think it's going to be too late.
0: <laughs> and is is that kind of what Xbox is doing with their? completely all digital console. Is it the idea that, you know, everything's digital now and they're they're trying to move people towards an all digital atmosphere and Google just kind of swooped in and took them took everybody to the next step past this one? Yeah, it's
1: weird because I feel like Microsoft has been I mean they're they've been doing great things with some of their services, but I feel like they've still been moving really slow and like you said, they're kind of doing it step by step. Uh, in order of like, well, this would this should probably come next before we go completely cloud-based. And Google's just like, no, we own the cloud. Here's the cloud. Um, and, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, literally just like swoops in like, here, yeah, have we it, have the cloud. It. it's the cloud. We the,
1: like, uh, and I mean, Google has probably more data centers in more parts of the world than anybody. But I think yeah. Microsoft could still and probably does already have the infrastructure to support a similar service if they wanted to. Uh, And we don't really know what xCloud is yet. Like we know it's the same type of technology. It's just, we don't know. Google was really open about like, hey, this is a service that we're going to sell to literally everybody on the planet if they have Chrome, Uh, which is probably literally everybody (laughs) on the planet. And Microsoft hasn't said anything except like, hey, we have streaming tech, but they haven't said how they're going to use it. Um, I think there was an interview that went up it, it might have went out today though actually because I think they were trying to get a little bit of like reassurance that they were working on it with one of the heads over there an interview with like Eurogamer I think it was it was there wasn't a lot to it but he mentioned game pass a lot like that it's gonna be like it's not gonna be exclusively a part of game pass but that's definitely like in there you know it's gonna it's gonna coexist well with game pass kind of like they're leaning into that uh, yeah. and but I don't know though I'm just really worried because seeing Google, like, just pitch this as like, well, like, I like Google services, like, as I mean, as people complain about Google with privacy and data collection a lot, but it's like, I still use a lot of their services because they work really well. (laughs) Um, and I probably would use their services. I use the services on all my devices. I use it on my windows device. I use it on my Apple device and I use them on my Android device. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So if they're coming in like full force with all their engineers into the gaming space, I feel like it's probably going to work pretty well. It's just that I don't know if I want Google to own that part of the world. (laughs) Um,
0: So how funny would it be, though, if um, Xbox goes, we're going to be able to stream everything on Internet Explorer. Everybody come to Internet Explorer. And we'll be like, yeah, because Bing Bing dot com is so much better than Google. Like, really, really no, that would kill it.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know what strategy Microsoft is gonna take. I mean, at E3 we'll probably find out more. They have to say something, I think, uh, in regards to kind of what they're looking at in terms of streaming and the future of their services uh on other platforms and on phones and on tablets and on TVs and whatever. I think they have to say something.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, Sony, just thinking real quick, Sony doesn't have a browser, do, do they?
1: Uh, no, they, they don't have a, yeah, they're, they're probably the weirdest positioned player in the game right now, because at least Microsoft kind of is kind of Google's competitor in a lot of other ways as well. So it's like, oh, yeah, it makes sense if they make a streaming platform as well because they have all the infrastructure and they have the cloud and, but Sony, they do have PlayStation now, which is already kind of a streaming service, but it's not been touted as being that great. Uh, I don't know if they like create something new or it maybe be that, are they in it at all? Like you would think they have to be like, I, I know that they're on top console wise, but don't, don't they have to have a solution to the streaming stuff? Or is that not is that not an issue for hardcore gamers?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I it's gonna be really interesting to see what what they try to go towards and who who they're gonna be trying to market to. Um, I I feel like you have to go and appease towards a somewhat hardcore gamer area. Like the truth be told, I think that you and I are kind of like the, their perfect target market. The people who want to play video games but don't really have the time or the, um, energy, I guess, necessarily to play every single game that's ever come out kind of thing. So we want to be able to quickly jump between games on a quicker basis. Um, but we're not looking for, um, that hardcore type person who wants to build their own computer, have everything that they've done themselves for that experience. Um, so, so yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that's going to be the price gap, but our price point is trying to get everybody in our range and price gap in. Because
1: I've been looking but at it, I don't know. The opposite. Like, I mean, not that they aren't going for hardcore gamers, because they they want those people in, because those people will those people will they, make the they platform need that base. blow up in the gaming community. But I feel like the bigger financial gain is probably targeting the masses that don't have consoles, but. I don't know the yeah. low income well, people yeah, I essentially. guess but how do you And if do... it's going to be
0: low income then maybe yeah, make sure the price gap lower.
1: <laughs> because those people aren't going to spend 60 bucks on Assassin's Creed every year um, but maybe you do it with a subscription service I don't I don't I don't know but it's it's going to be I think <laughs> I mean maybe they don't even know I'm sure they they know what they want to do but it hasn't existed before so I'm not sure how all the people who have, like, Android phones (laughs) react to, oh, now I can get, like, all these AAA Ubisoft games. Now I can get Doom Eternal on my phone. Do I want that? I don't even... Or do I...
0: And Diablo coming up, maybe? I don't know how,
1: (laughs) like, really how it pans out in the different areas of the market. And I, with Microsoft, it kind of... I kind of expect them to just respond with, here's our thing, here's our service. But with Sony... I don't know because even if they don't, even if they put out nothing in regards to streaming, they still have a lot of good games that you can only play on PlayStation. So I don't, I don't see, at least in the in the short to medium term, I don't see their sales really suffering that much. It's the yeah, but it's the yeah, long term that it. it's like actually in the long term your technology might not even like be relevant at all. Like in in that state, like you need to be thinking about the cloud, I guess, but.
0: Yeah, fifteen years from now, console potentially could be. Yeah, uh, completely, I think 100% absolutely. planning for
1: that, and when they pitch it, it certainly seems like. Well, that seems like it would work fine for me. Actually, that seems like it eliminates a lot of the frustrating things about games, and you know, no load times anymore, no installs, no updates, no like. That seems awesome. I just don't know if I want it to be Google. Uh, I nothing against yeah. Google, but I just so, wish that like Microsoft would announce their thing already, or somebody, because I want to see if if we can still have like Xbox Cloud.
0: So my um, my prediction, my bold predict, my bold prediction is the hot game that will be coming to this uh, will be Diablo, actually, because Diablo they've already mentioned is only going to come to mobile, and if they pretty much already have it for mobile and can put it onto the platform that is this Chrome you could easily play it then as a console anywhere else and that may have been what they were implying but nobody understood that or knew that at the time
1: oh you think so because I I guess I didn't even think about Diablo Immortal when it comes to the Google stuff I was but yeah they haven't really announced anything about it since the the trailers and stuff but I guess I was envisioning that just being a regular mobile game that you download and install but and I I wonder, you know, do kind of middle mobile games like that also support this service? Like, do you have to download apps anymore or is this only for AAA? I haven't thought about that at all yet until until just now.
0: Yeah, no, there's a lot to think about and, and, and digest. And so we'll probably be talking about this next week as well and when more information comes out and everything. But I mean, as a whole, I think it's a very interesting idea. Yeah. I have some reservations about it in terms of, reliability and is it really going to be as good as it they say it is because once you you know they they can do as much testing as they want i mean this is the same reason with apex and apex legends um, anthem you know they can do as much t- testing and trying and betas and all that the kind of stuff they want but as soon as they open this up to the public and they have millions and millions of people all accessing their servers at the exact same time i don't know if it's gonna actually pan out like that's gonna be that's gonna be the really big um, big test point is once they open it up to everybody and see if the servers can actually handle that much work um I mean who knows maybe all the power in the whole world will disappear as as those servers overheat and they try to cool them down I don't know um but but yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting um, I'm excited to see that it's exciting to see potentially the future of gaming happening in real life Um but until more information comes out and they give us more of a price gap uh, or price point, excuse me, to know how much this is going to cost, I don't I don't know if it's really going to be worth it. Um, I guess my question for you, my last question for you, Brett, is if you know, hypothetically speaking, say Google is able to get some pretty big names from Blizzard and EA, and so like we'll just we'll just do the best case scenario. We'll say Rocket League is there. We'll say. Um, Overwatch, Apex Legends, and uh, Battlefield 4 or 5, which is all the games that we pretty much play right now, if all of them are make it to um, this Google uh, Stadia, what would be your price point that you'd be willing to pay a month to have access to all those games?
1: I, I don't know. That's that's a weird question because right now, if it's, if it's the stuff that we're playing right now, nothing. Like, I don't need... I I mean I guess if it was cheaper than Xbox Live, <laughs> but it's probably not going to be if it's a subscription.
0: Okay, uh, so I guess let me rephrase the question. You would have so, to be for new stuff. Yeah, say say it's all new games that we all like um, that we're all playing that uh, or will be playing, um, and we don't already have the game. You know, so like we know we want to move to those games, we know we're going to be playing those games, and they offer them on that console is it still going to be a price gap of like hey what is it going to cost for xbox's game pass um or yeah
1: i think i like honestly it sounds it's really enticing if you think about it i keep thinking about it in terms of a subscription service of like oh it's got to be a subscription but oh, man i just don't know how it how it is going to be a holy subscription with some of the games that they've been talking about but maybe it maybe it is Uh, I'm not sure if it was a subscription, I would be really tempted with something like that Um, just because,
0: oh, now I don't have to
1: have hardware and now I can just play on whatever and cool. But
0: like $15 a month, $20
1: a month. I mean, Game Pass is what, like, I don't know. I always get it on sale, but it's I want to say it's like $10 a month. And but that's Game Pass is not. Not the caliber of games that Google will need to to have this service succeed. Game Pass only works because it's already on a console that has everything else. Um, yeah. So it's just a value add. But Google has to come out with like everything new and everything AAA. and every like they have to have the goods. Uh, so I feel like if it if it's that and it's a subscription, it's going to be more than ten dollars a month. But I I'm not sure price point. The price stuff will be really interesting to see when they talk more about that. I'm, I'm sure they'll talk more about that, like this summer maybe. Um, along with, they'll probably want to get in the news cycle again when E3 is going on and when other companies are talking about their tech. Um,
0: but yeah, well, my concern is if it's more than twenty five dollars a month. Even twenty five is too much for me. Um, that would be my my concern if they're going to try to say, hey, it's only twenty five bucks a month, and you can have unlimited games and play on any device and anywhere. You know, a lot of people might be like, oh yeah, that's a great deal um but i don't know that just seems like a lot for me to well, be able it's, to pay
1: it's, it's rough too because some months you know we don't buy anything and and i mean you could do the math over the year i guess but uh, i always buy i always try to buy games on sale uh and a lot of times i'll resell physical games back so that time is probably coming to an end but <laughs> um, yeah
0: and, i was like and we're we're gonna be splitting games more often now yeah um, with the
1: console sharing like the the account sharing with Xbox and PlayStation does the same thing. It's like it's really good value on uh, consoles right now uh, for a lot of games. So it's tough to want to jump ship. I think the the big thing that's going to be like that I want to know is apart from pricing, is like what does their ecosystem that's wrapped around the games look like? Do they even have one? They have to have one, but it's like, do they have stuff like party chat and like friends lists and achievements and, you know, clans and groups? And, you know, I, does does it all stem off of the Google Play Store? Because that does not sound great to me.
0: I think they're, what they're trying to do is it's going to stem off of YouTube um, because, you know, they own YouTube as well. And they talked about how you'd be watching any YouTube video and join the game yeah, they right about away. YouTube a lot. And so I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're going to be anchoring a lot of their social aspect around YouTube. Their clans, their groups are who do you follow and who do you subscribe to on YouTube? And that's where I feel like the importance or the general connectivity of that community is going to be. I hope that – I'm sure they'll have some sort of achievements as well because that is that dopamine Yeah, not, not that it of, really matters, I, I guess, but it, it is
1: fun. I, I get addicted to it on Xbox enough, so –
0: yeah. And I do too. I think it's, I think <laughs> it's this, an awesome feature, but no, I, that's a very good question. Like what, what are what other aspects about community and connectivity are they planning to do? My, my other big question I just realized is what is their voice chat uh, or party chat? Yeah. Like feature? is that, is that now YouTube?
1: Have, like you just have, you sign in with your Google account and it's just like a, like, how does that pop up? Is it like a Chrome pop up <laughs> or is it, yeah. I, I don't know that they haven't answered any of these questions. I'm sure they've thought about all this, but cause they have to, if they don't have it, it's not going to work. Um, but yeah. And then like, do they support all peripherals? Like that, that controller that they had only looked like it had a, a like a USB-C port on it. So that's not going to support like anything currently on the market. It will, it, it have, had a, um,
0: it looked oh, like okay, an audio jack. Did. I, I
1: didn't, maybe it did. I'm, I'm wrong on that one then. But
0: because it had a, what I think I saw. I could be wrong as well. I mean, we it was very short glimpse of of the controller. Um, it looked like there was the audio jack, and then below it they have their state of the art microphone on the oh, bottom yeah, of there, for where Google you can. Assistant or whatever. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that's, that's the other thing stupid. we didn't mention. <laughs> is yeah, is yeah, they have Google Assistant now. For your games and that – I think that right there was the thing that pissed me off the most out of the whole thing is to where they're they're like, yeah, now if you ever get stuck on a level, you can just push Google Assistant and it will tell you how to solve it. And it's like, why? That's taking all the brain power out of the game. (laughs) Like the point of a challenging game is to challenge your brain and to solve a problem and solve a puzzle as opposed to just pushing a button getting the answer yeah and I, i'm it. with like, you on
1: that except that there is kind of like solutions to that the same type of solutions already that are not as elegant so like you know xbox has the true achievement app that you used to be able to snap and like you know look up the walkthrough or whatever while you're playing the game uh not gonna say i haven't yeah. used it on some occasion um but <laughs> the the assistant just like if it, if it at all works like they showed, like, it's just like, hey, I need help on this Tomb Raider level is what they showed. And then it's just like, oh, here's the YouTube video that it's like, uh, I don't, I mean, seems really nice and easy. But I think I just don't, I'm too, I'm too old. I feel like I'm a young person. and I've already <laughs> feel too old for what Google's doing. Like, I just don't want to be like on YouTube and streaming and social and everything. I want yeah. I want a box. I want a box under we're, my TV, Mike. May,
0: may, maybe we should not be called wannabe gamers, but the, the old loner games, gamers.
1: Both <laughs> um, verts. I, That's right. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said before we started, it's like I'm excited about the tech, but I'm also terrified because it's Google. Uh, I think the most exciting for me thing for me is probably not what they're doing. It's what they're doing is going to do for the other companies in the space because it's going to light a giant fire under everybody's butt Um, for them to either like really create awesome value propositions in their current businesses or to create a really nice competitive product. Uh, It'll probably be both, but I think Microsoft's already providing great value, especially because they've been competing with Sony. But I think now they're going to have to show some heavy tech steps, (laughs) in their platform to be able to compete with stuff like this in the future.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I think we've, uh, we, we've been talking for quite a while to tonight. Um, we had a lot to talk about, so that was good. Um, thank you everybody for hanging out with us, staying with us this long and, uh, we'll see you next time.
1: Yeah, See you next week.